Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. In the Bible, in the Old Testament book of Genesis, God says that in marriage, the two shall become one. But even after decades of marriage, my wife and I are not quite one. We're still two very different people. (laughs) To be honest, becoming one isn't easy. I'm John Fuller, along with the couple who are closer to being one than I am, Greg and Aaron Smalley. They're in charge of our marriage team here at Focus. We're going to kick off the show with a conversation from Greg and Dr. Bob Paul. Uh, Jim Daly was talking with them about uh, the book, Nine Lies That Will Destroy Your Marriage. And Dr. Paul runs our Hope Restored Marriage Intensive Program. And on a previous episode, uh, Greg and Bob explained how that first lies, believing that happiness is the goal of our marriage. All right, uh, Bob, let me throw this one to you, and Greg, you can add on. The second lie, um, kind of the equation of marriage and what does it mean. You mentioned that the the typical wedding ceremony, which I'm laughing because Gene and I did this, which is the unity candle. It's beautiful. It It makes sense. It's right out of scripture. I think that, you know, two shall become one. And we did it. We, you know, had two individually lit candles. We lit the one candle, blew the other candles out (laughs) together. It was beautiful. I have a tear in my eye. Yes, I'm glad. Um, (laughs) Why is that a, a lie that the two shall become one? That's right out of scripture. Yeah, that that part's not a lie. The understanding of what is meant by one is the problem. Okay, give it to me. Okay. So um, when you try and become one with Gene, I've known you guys for a while now. And (laughs) as far as I can see, if oneness, becoming one is your goal, you two are a failure. Because every time I see you, I see still Jim and Gene. You're right. Two. Like... And the problem Attached is, at the hip. You're yeah, not the one, same. One, and one of the biggest problems is that that because in English we use the the word one to mean multiple things. In this case, to assume it means the number one, we're set up to fail. We can't become the same as one with our spouse. Oneness scripturally is meant to be unity, oneness in spirit and purpose, not the same. And the other thing is, is that each of us were created by God on purpose with purpose. And each of us have a unique journey together. When you get married, there's me and there's, in my case, Jenny, and there's us. You add a third journey. And what the problem that I see with the unity candle is what you said happens at the end. They blow out the individual candles. And when I'm at a wedding... Everything in me wants to stand up and start shouting, which of course would would they be disruptive? They want to kick. They want to invite you back. How many weddings we strap into a chair? I hate because of that kind of stuff. I hate weddings. I feel at the end of a wedding, I want to go up and hand on my card and say, "You want to hold on to this?" What's so bad about it? I mean, I hear you saying that blowing it out is is signifying that now the old me is gone, and we're. Because the marriage becomes the priority. The marriage becomes the focus. The individuals then sort of fade away into the background. And all we're saying is that all three have to matter. You, your spouse, and your marriage mm. equally all have to matter and have to be attended to. Well, I think, and I think the idea is you become selfless, more selfless. It's natural for human beings to be selfish. That's why the Lord said, be more like me. And he is selfless, right? He's giving. And I think that's the construct of it. All right, Bob, you had an example with you and your wife where vacations were, uh, uh, sounded like a terrible <laughs> thing, which is well, horrible. That you're I love this example. Vacations, but 
settings. Here's a, yeah. here's a practical way you could work <laughs> yeah. through this. Well, what be, and it's because we are, John, fundamentally different. And after almost 40 years of marriage, we are still fundamentally, fundamentally different. different. So vacations were a common problem for us because my idea of the perfect vacation is hanging out on the beach doing as close to nothing as I possibly can. <laughs> Jenny is a pedal to the metal kind of gal. See everything, do everything. Everything. Okay, we before we go on a trip, we have to go get the AAA guide and, and, <laughs> and see where all the gems are between point A and point B because the more we can do in that amount of time, the better. So it's I good stewardship. Up, Come on. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I end up at a vacation at the end of a vacation feeling like I need a vacation from the vacation. I'm so exhausted. And Jenny goes stir crazy doing it my way. So we were trying to figure out a way to resolve this, and we prayerfully found a solution. Let's try this. And what we decided to do, and this is just one way to work through things, but it's where our differences became a blessing. We decided to try on a trip to Yellowstone and Grand Teton. We, we had a road trip for three weeks. It was day on, day off. Day on, day off. The day on, we packed as much in as we possibly can. The day off, we just chilled. And what we found what was so fascinating is that both of us can overdo our part to an extreme. And I can actually underdo to the point of boredom, and she can overdo to the point of exhaustion. This turned out to be the best vacation we've ever had. And we, we both ended up refreshed and excited. It was fabulous. Some good stuff there from Dr. Bob Paul and Dr. Greg Smalley. And Aaron, um, you and Greg often say that a good marriage is made up of two healthy individuals. How do you, Aaron, keep yourself accountable to, uh, to do that, to take the time to evaluate where you're at and to build accountability relationships? I would say it's important between Greg and I to have continuous conversations of where are we at? both individually, how am I doing, how are you doing, but then also where where would you say our level of connection is at? And if the level of connection is low, often we'll say zero to 10. Zero, no connection, 10, the greatest connection. Where would you rate our connection right now? And you know, let's say it's a five. Well, I wonder what is keeping it at a five? What would we be doing to move the connection forward? And usually it could be simple things like, you know what, I'm exhausted, I've been working a lot. You know, I'm going to cut back a little bit or I'm going to try to get up and exercise so I have more energy in the evenings when you get home. You know, just simple things or going on a date night or just connecting, yeah. spending, so, turning the TV off and so, spending so how time often, connecting. How often do you ask, where are we at in our marriage? I mean, is that like daily, weekly, when the thought occurs, when you're, because I imagine some couples sort of feel like, we both know it's not very good. <laughs> <laughs> we I, we do that maybe, I don't know, every other month, maybe hmm. four times a year. I, just the other day, we were on a walk, and just kind of it just felt like, hey, how how are we doing? Are we okay? Is everything going? Don't all you right? think some people are going to be threatened by asking the question? Even what? What do you mean? What? Uh, what what should I know? I, I mean the the reality is is that that it to to keep our marriage growing to keep it moving forward it it helps to know where are we at today and there are going to be hard seasons there's going to be difficult seasons there's going to be times where we're feeling super connected mm -hmm. and then times where we're busy and disconnected I would I would rather know the reality where where are we yeah. now now again I would say that that. In times past, maybe I'll ask Aaron that. You know, you know, how are we doing? 
And if she says, uh, you know, maybe a five or a six, it's easy for me to instantly be triggered in the failure. <laughs> okay. I, oh, that screw never Screw up happens. as a husband. <laughs> I mean, I just, I go quickly to a dark place and just start going, see, what what's the point? Like I... Obviously, here I was thought we were doing great. Yeah. So I, I'm telling you, Thank I you for think consistently, that yeah. women. Mm-hmm. Now this isn't always going to be true for every woman, for every wife, but but it seems like I've noticed that women will tend to rate the marriage a little bit lower than than the average guy, mm-hmm. and so it's just as a guy, I need to be prepared to be open to accept her influence to not to debate. Her number, but just to be curious and go, huh, interesting. I mean, I thought we were doing really well. Huh. All right. What? Yeah. yeah. Tell me more about that. What's What's going on for you? What would help strengthen? What's one thing? I'll usually yeah. ask Aaron, okay, just one. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to frame. Not don't ten. tell me 10. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's maybe one thing that I could be doing that, that would help you feel more loved or more connected? Mm-hmm. But what you're saying, John, is that's a scary question, especially if your sense is we're not doing very well. But I would much rather know that so I can do something about it. So I can influence the overall relationship. I can't control Greg if he's going to be satisfied or not. But I absolutely have the power of influence. And so it's looking at shoving it under the rug, avoiding it isn't going to work. Yeah. That that does not lead to anything better. But I want to I want to put it out there that it takes so much courage to ask that question. And it's not an easy question to ask, especially if you're thinking we're not connected. And so if it's a question you're like, I want to ask that, I always say, ask God, give me the courage, Lord, help me to be strong and courageous. And I'm going to walk in there and sit down and I'm going to ask, how are we doing? That's a really good thing. If that feels though really unsafe. So, I mean, in all seriousness, there are people that are very, very strained within their marriage. So ask that in the presence of a good Christian That's counselor. That's a great piece of I mean, advice. I mean, you know, how many people have the opportunity to sit with Aaron in her counseling practice and they're able to talk about it in a safe way. Yes. Aaron knows how to create that. So do yeah. good Christian counselors. And I, what I would say is every couple that comes into my office gets asked that question. Okay, where are we at this week? Zero to 10. Mm-hmm. Okay, so last week you were at a seven and this week you're at a five. Huh, what happened? And we talk about it. And just getting to counseling is going to be a struggle for some couples. It, it takes courage. They're, mm-hmm. One of my very favorite movies, uh, Annie and I watch it all the time, my 13-year-old. It's called We Bought a Zoo. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the dad is talking to the son about asking the girl out. And, and the dad says, son, you just need 20 seconds of, of amazing courage, and you can do anything. Just 20 seconds. Mm-hmm. Just muster that up. In that same sense, 20 seconds yeah. to pick up that phone to dial that counselor's number to make that first appointment and I tell you your marriage will never be the same and maybe 20 seconds to call focus on the family maybe we're the the first safe step you can make toward uh, improving the relationship we've all struggled the Smallies have been very candid Dina and I've had, had our struggles um, in the midst of yours don't be alone that's one of those lies that can destroy your marriage um, so call us. I'll have that number in just a moment. Let me do tie in, though, to the book that Bob Paul and Greg wrote together called Nine Lies That Will Destroy Your Marriage. We do have that here at Focus on the Family. And uh, if you can, please make a donation to help the ministry reach out and uh, produce podcasts and other resources. And if you need to connect with a counselor 
or you'd like to donate or get the book, our number is 800, the letter A in the word family, 800-232-6459. We'll continue the conversation about overcoming lies next time. For now, on behalf of Greg and Aaron Smalley and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks so much for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.